This episode of this Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by Energy Healer Jean Borders' Personal Powerful Transformation Program. Know you're leaving money on the table, but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Jean Border, with the Focused Practical Dreamers Journey podcast. I have a special guest here with me from halfway around the world. This is Ben Milston. Hi. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Yeah. So I'm really excited to learn about how you got from Sydney, Australia, to the life you're leading now. What a journey. Uh, So as I think most people are aware, for a lot of people, the schooling system is uh, flawed in many ways. And so growing up in Sydney, Australia, to... uh, society where I didn't really fit in and a schooling system that I felt a lot of pressure to uh, be something that I wasn't and to be academically fit in very specific ways. Uh, that kind of pushed me to a a much harder world of, of depression. And, you know, I was kind of a, a smaller guy and I really felt that I, I wasn't finding my place. I wasn't finding what I was meant to do. I wasn't finding, you know, a, a group of friends that seemed to be right for me. And especially in that in that education system, everything just didn't seem to be going in the in the right direction for me. And obviously, I didn't know what that meant. You know, growing up in uh, a big city, it was just kind of understood that I would go to school, I'd go to university, get a job. That's that was life, and. Uh, once I realized that, you know, after school and, and I, I went through, you know, there were, there were times for about five years or six years or so where I was turning to drugs and alcohol as a means to try and understand and, and balance out those kind of feelings as an adolescent and a young adult of what's going on in my life where I'm meant to be. And so I moved over to, to Israel to try and get away from everything, look for some kind of sense of community, some sense of uh, purpose. Um, and, uh, you know, I needed some kind of structure. I needed to get away from where I was at. And given this whole time, you know, I had a very stable, good family, loving family. And, I, you know, I did have friends, but there was something internal that just wasn't clicking, wasn't sitting well. And no one teaches us really how to deal with those internal um, those internal thoughts, those internal feelings. And so I got to Israel and I was again trying to find my, my place and I was trying to find, you know, my people or getting into a religion and getting into, you know, different things. And, and I kind of 
took another spiral downhill and then it kind of clicked when I read my first uh, self-help book, The Power of Now, um, that it doesn't matter where I try and run from. It doesn't matter which country I'm in. It doesn't matter who I try and connect with. If I don't do something within myself, then nothing else happens, you know? And from that moment, I actually remember the moment where I became aware of the very first time that I had a thought, you know, it was kind of like I had a thought and then there was a part of me that became aware that I had a thought. And it was this really incredible moment where I realized that I actually have a lot more ability and power to take control over my life and my thoughts and my emotions than I was ever believed to, you know, I was ever told, I was ever given reason to think that I could. Um, and so for about 10 years, I went on this massive uh, journey of, you know, reading a ton of books and YouTube and TED Talks and some online courses and traveling, uh, eco communities, all to try and really cut down the, the societal norms, the beliefs that I had about what I could or couldn't do in my life, what I was either good enough or not good enough for, you know, something that I had, I was told once about 30 years ago that I had dyslexia and, and learning disabilities. And so I kind of held on to those for 30 years until I said to myself, okay, what if I didn't? And I began to teach myself to speed read. And so that also began to break down some, some ideas of what else can I do? What else is this life possible for? And, uh, I think that that was kind of really the the ignition of of where I am now, that kind of spark of realizing that the life that I had been brought up in, the life that I think a lot of people are used to and know, isn't necessarily the one and only life that we can give ourselves. It's not, you know, if we're told it's it's a certain way that it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, you know, we we take what we want from this life. We give what we want to ourselves. We, we make the abilities that we want. Um, and that was really, I think, you know, a massive realization for, for me in my journey. Um, yeah. You said something that really struck me. It's something like, it's the first time I realized I had a thought. <laughs> that is so cool because I say all the time, the, well, beliefs in my world, beliefs are just thoughts that you repeat over and over and over until they grow into this thing, this entity that we create, right? Yeah. And if it's just a thought, thoughts can be changed. But if you don't even recognize that you're having thoughts that are driving your beliefs, that are driving your choices, that are driving your decisions, that's a really interesting concept. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's especially interesting when so many of our thoughts are made to protect us in this world. When you think about what our ego does, it, you know, they, they term it like negative self-talk, but I don't like the idea of negative self-talk because it's not negative. It's just trying to, you know, these ideas of, oh, you won't succeed or, oh, I, you know, I can't do this or I'm not good enough or whatever. They're just parts of our body trying to keep us in this comfort zone, keep us safe. You know, they're there to protect us. And a lot of times, like you said, like we don't even 
realize that we're having these things until we've kind of spiraled down of thinking of all the reasons why we can't do something. And if we, we just become more aware of, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually just talking myself out of this. Does that mean I can talk myself into it? Does that mean I can do the opposite? You know, so many people say, oh, what if it doesn't happen? What if I can't do this? What if I do this? And then, you know, I say, well, what if you can? You know, what if you could succeed? What if you could go out there and, you know, make that million or you know, whatever else it is? And they're like, oh, I guess I never thought about it like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, the question, and you kind of alluded to it here, the question why is really not a, a, a great question. You know, the question what, what if is much better question, you know? The, the why just spirals you downward because a lot of times your why is not the other person's why when you're trying to figure out why a conversation went a certain way or why I did this or why they did that. And then what changes, right? If you say, yeah. what if I could do this that would influence that, would it, that would influence that to create a different future, right? A different reality. Yeah, and, I, and I think it's, and I think it's really beautiful to to play on those what ifs. It goes well that you know that positive side of of imagining that life that you are successful and you are fulfilled and you are happy because, like I said, like so often the the talk is the protective talk. It's the don't go out there because what if you put yourself out there and they laugh at you? What if you put yourself out there and you don't you know succeed or you you don't do this or whatever else and so we're just we keep ourselves in that that safety bubble without thinking about all the possibilities of of the success and the fulfillment and the love and the happiness which is you know a lot nicer thoughts to think about the what ifs but we're our own worst critic why right because it, again it's the safety issue the subconscious wants to keep us alive. That's what it's here for, is to keep us alive, right? So everything is filtered through that lens of, is this safe? And if it's unknown, hmm, I don't know if it's safe, so maybe we better not go there. So maybe you just take a little step towards that and see how safe that is, right? Maybe you need to adjust and step over here, but maybe it is safe. And now you've taken one more step towards something that you really, really want, right? So yeah. what if... Or what would it take? That's another way I've heard it say. What would it take to make something happen, right? To get me to my goal. And I think it's it's interesting as well that a lot of people will not realize the, the strength of their uh, their words, you know, the power that their words have in general. And uh, so a lot of times, you know, I'll hear, I'm afraid to speak to potential clients. You know, that, that kind of, you know, putting putting my worth out there or, or telling them how much I cost or, the, you know, that type of thing. I'm afraid to pick up the phone. And, you know, I ask them, like, are you actually afraid or is it a bit of discomfort? Because there's a big difference between being uncomfortable with something or actually being afraid of it. And then they take a second. They're like, well, I guess there's actually nothing to be afraid of. You know, it, it is a bit uncomfortable. It's like, okay, can we work with that discomfort? Can we, you know... Be uncomfortable, but do it anyway without putting fear into it. Like fear shouldn't be a factor. And, and, and that becomes a lot easier. But as soon as there's that, that thoughts of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to pick up the phone. Like, you're not afraid. <laughs> we, we can't be afraid of something, you know. 
you pick up the phone all the time. Yeah. That's totally. that's not where the fear is, right? So let's break it down to see at what point of the process the tension kicks in your body. Yeah. And and I, I love the idea that that discomfort, that feeling of, of discomfort is the feeling of growth. It's it it is the same feeling of growth and, and when you be like recognize that, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable, rather than cowering away from it, I don't like the discomfort, to be like, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Yes, that means I'm growing. That means I'm doing something right. That means I'm going outside that comfort zone and progressing towards something better, something more than I am currently. You know, because success or fulfillment or, you know, bettering ourselves in general is somewhere outside of where we're at now. So we've got to get outside that that where we are now to feel it, that comfort, whatever else. When you were saying that, something popped into my mind that I really, I, I don't know the last time I thought of this, but when I was a young child and different parts of my, like my, my elbow would hurt or something, right? And my, and I didn't injure it. It would just, I would just feel something. And my dad would say, oh, those are just growing pains. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong. There's no injury. It's just your body's getting used to something else. And he would call it growing pains. So that's yeah, kind of interesting. Totally. 100%. <laughs> Love that. Too funny. So you mentioned clients. When, when, when people are starting a new business, just like with any endeavor, they're going to come up with scary things. I'll just call it scary things. <laughs> things they've never done before steps they've never taken, it just seems so big to start a business or to grow a business, right? Especially small business owners who maybe they're transitioning from a job to being an entrepreneur with my own stuff and I'm my own boss and I can work on my own time. And they find out they're spending all their time and all their energy and all their thoughts on this thing and the tension just grows. Yeah. I've I've definitely been there. <laughs> <laughs> So you talk, you haven't brought it up yet, but you talk about ripples and the effect of ripples on, the, on your life and on your business. So talk to me a little bit about that with an entrepreneur just starting out in mind. Well, I, I really feel that for people to be the best they are in, in their life, in their professional life, in their personal life, um, it really all starts from how well they are in their internal life, you know, how they're doing with their own personal self-development, their self-growth, because the more that someone's aware of what's happening internally, the more it's going to reflect out outwards. And so when I talk about, you know, I love the the term a positive impact ripple, that it's this idea that when we learn to become confident, then we show confidence and so we go out there and we portray confidence and confidence is a, a an attribute of success is an attribute of entrepreneurship and you know if we show if we're aware of the the type of self talk that we have if we're aware of the the either the feelings that we have what's going on we're able to better regulate you know 
our emotions, our, our anger, our frustration, whatever else, then that's also going to take a ripple effect when we're out and being our boss, when we have, you know, putting the time out there, we're speaking to clients, we're dealing with um, employees or employers. It, it's all something that just ripples out from us. And so where that, that idea comes from is that it, it really, you know, so often you hear entrepreneurs talking about things like mindset and, uh, you know, their, their miracle mornings and their early mornings and, you know, all these things that don't have anything to do with business, ha have everything to do with bettering themselves so that they can turn up to be the person that they need to be in order to be the successful, fulfilled entrepreneur that they are. Um, and I think often people say, well, I'm not really an entrepreneur. Okay, well, you haven't been. Let's get you into the being an entrepreneur. What does an entrepreneur do? do does, it, does an entrepreneur get up early? Do you get up early? No, well, I'm not really a morning person. Well, no, you know, all right. So let's start becoming a morning person because that's what entrepreneurs do. Do they have a good mindset? Do entrepreneurs read? Do entre you know, all these types of things that we can look at professional people and see what they do successfully and and take that into our lives as okay, they're working on themselves in XYZ format. If I want to be similar to them, if I want to work on myself as an entrepreneur does, well these are things that I need to practice doing. Um and so I think it all it all starts from within and then it ripples out to, to our world, to, to our business, to what we do. One of the things you mentioned was you find someone and then you start doing what they do. So you're mirroring their actions. You're finding out what makes them successful. And sometimes that means you contact them to be your mentor. There are so many things that people starting out so many pitfalls they don't have to fall into if they follow a formula that exists that has already been proven to create success in whatever field they're in, right? So I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, I'll call I'll call myself that, um, <laughs> we're very curious. We're always learning. You mentioned that once you started your journey, that was a big part of your journey was learning what where you felt comfortable, where your people were, where you felt like you belonged, either emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever, right? Same thing in business, I think. We find someone who speaks to us. In energy speak, it's they resonate with us, right? We, we enjoy their energy. We enjoy the feeling we get when we listen to them speak or when we hear about their successes or even their failures that we can learn from. And so I think that's really important for people starting out to find someone who's doing what you're doing and do what they do. Find out what they did when they started. Find out what they messed up when they started so that you don't have to mess up those things as well. You can just learn from their mistakes, which jumps you over those hurdles. I'm very big on helping people in general. I'm, I, I'm an energy healer as well as a podcast host. And I'm very big on helping people figure out where they are, 
where they want to be, get focused on that, and take action to get you there. But part of that action is knowing what actions not to take. <laughs> right? Listen. And I'm sure you learned that on your journey too, right? You do some things and you're like, that really didn't work. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you don't have to make all the mistakes yourself. There have been people who have made all the same mistakes before. You you can learn what has worked for them. You can learn what hasn't worked for them. And uh, a big part of um, in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, which is also about the ideas of, of modeling after after people and, and looking at successful people and, and doing similar, you know, that's why we read books on successful people. That's why we go to talks. That's why we have coaches and mentors because people who have been there can save us so much time and effort that we don't have to do it ourselves. And one one big thing that they say in NLP is that you there's no such thing as failures. There's only learning. There's only feedback. And we can take that on our journeys as, all right, well, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly you know, maybe making mistakes, if you want to call them that, but it's constantly just growing and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. But I can also take two, three decades of someone else who's literally done and doing what I've done and just, you know, copy-paste to it to an extent. Like, what a, what a beautiful way to be able to, to take that knowledge. Yeah, in the email world, you they've created a term called swipe files, right? You find some emails that, that really resonate with you and you say, oh, I want to use something like that in my business, and you swipe the copy. Now, you uh, you alter it to fit your, your product and your voice, but you don't start from nothing. And now with AI out there, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to just say one thing. If you're using AI, make sure that you rewrite it into your voice so that it doesn't just yeah. sound like the, the standard cheap template sales copy stuff. You know, AI is great for saving you time for research, but if you want people to learn you and feel connected to you, then your voice must be in whatever AI copy gets yeah. gets published. People right? buy from people. Yeah. So if someone is, if not if, when someone is starting out in their entrepreneurial journey, what is maybe the first look inside? Where should they start? That's a hard question, huh? And I think I think that really depends on where they are in their own journey of of you know inner actualization and um. But I think for a lot of people, we have never really learned to become aware of our self talk. We've never really learned to to identify how to correctly speak to ourselves, you know, that inner dialogue that, that occurs. And I think that's a, a massive thing that, that differentiates between uh, someone who's successful and someone who isn't, you know, because motivation comes from that inner dialogue. Confidence comes from that inner dialogue. The, the go-getter attitude, the I can versus I can't. Um, and so I think if there was a place to start, it would be around recognizing that inner dialogue and becoming aware of how we speak to ourselves, you know, and, and there's a lot of, you know, you can intertwine self-love into this and that's a whole, you know, 
I think podcast in itself. Um, but self-talk and the way that we speak to, to ourselves, the type of language that we speak to ourselves in is, is really critical to how we feel about what we do, how we go about what we do, how we, you know, uh, express ourselves in our business, how we turn up for our business, the type of motivation that we, we give, um, and that all starts with our inner dialogue. So I'd probably start there. Totally agree. Totally agree. We are our own, I, I'd say it repeatedly, we are our own worst critic. We talk to ourselves so much worse than we would speak to a stranger on the street, you know? So if it starts with, would I talk to a stranger this way? And trying to redirect the the language that we use towards ourselves, then maybe that's, you know, maybe that's useful for you. Would you speak to a stranger the way you're critiquing, criticizing, putting down yourself and your actions and your thoughts and your decisions? Because the more we we bring to us what we focus on, right? And so I think like you said, like you said, with with the um, your your own biggest critic, a hundred percent for the majority of people we are, but you can also be your your biggest cheerleader. You know, your the the other side of the thing. It's the extreme on both sides, and you know, it's cultivating that kind of like that feeling of wow, I'm like, I really can be doing this and this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing and I'm really good at what I'm doing. You can tell yourself that better than and stronger than anyone else might be able to tell you as well. And that brings up the next part of that, which is when you actually do something, take a second to acknowledge that you accomplished something. Whether you did it the way, I don't know, Zig Ziglar would have done it or Tony Robbins would have done it. It's irrelevant. You got it done. Look what you accomplished. Take a minute just to feel that in your body. And I'm going to use another energy term. It will help you raise your vibration, but it will make you happy. It will make you, it will release the tension that you've been carrying in your body and allow your body to say, ah, look at that. Just for a minute. You don't have to live there for a week. Well, maybe you want to, but at least find a, a small way to celebrate. Look what I did. And it's okay to feel that way. I know for myself, I have to, even now, take a moment to be aware because otherwise I'm like, okay, that's done. Next, that's done. Next, that's done. Next, because there are so many details in in business and in life, right? Um, but if you don't enjoy, look what I did, and it's okay to feel that way. Then what's the point? Yeah, you're just you're just a a machine that's that's producing and producing <laughs> and producing. Where's the joy? Where's the enjoyment? Where's the the life in that? Right. And you touched on something really beautiful there, where you're saying, you know, to to celebrate that. And and one thing that I, I love to, to tell people, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people will get to the end of the day, they'll kind of be lying in bed and think about all the things that didn't go right that day. They'll think about, I could have said this, I could have done that, I could have did this better, I should have spent more time there, I didn't call him. 
and then they go to sleep. And I'm thinking, why end the day on all the things that you could have done better when we could be ending the day and look at all the things that I did do today. Look at all the wins that I, I did do that progressed me better. I, you know, didn't call one person, but I called 10 people. That deserves something, surely. All right, you know, I didn't close that sale, but I closed three more. Like, it's it's these small wins. It's, it's, you know, we don't get to a million dollars overnight. It's these small wins. It's this progression that unless we are aware of every day, then they just slip past and we just constantly see day after day after day all the things we didn't do instead of day after day after day the things that we did do that are progressing us towards you know more and more success it goes back to we're our own worst critic and we expect ourselves to be perfect every action must be done perfectly the very first time we attempt it (laughs) or we're failures yeah and I'm going to go back to the old story, you know, if a, if a baby only tried to walk one time, we'd all still be laying in our cribs, you know? About <laughs> that 100%. Well, could you imagine if they, they, they got up and were like, oh, no, this isn't for me. I tried walking, I fell down, this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and same thing with swimming. When you go into a pool, it's super scary, right? Yeah. Well, for some kids, it's not. It's a whole lot of fun. But for some, pe- for some people, it, even adults, it's super scary. So you have to take one step at a time. And when you get too far outside your comfort zone, you come back to where you feel comfortable. And maybe you take a step in a different direction. Rather than stepping off into the 10 feet deep section, you step yeah. back into the 4 feet deep section. But you still yeah. practice. You still take measures that will eventually move you towards what you're reaching for, right? And even if you never make it, you can look back and say, look how far I came on this journey. And maybe that wasn't really my end goal. Maybe the goal was really the experience of the journey. For me, that's true. I I never wanted to be a podcast host. I never had any desire to. But at some point, it, it just became, okay, let's do that. (laughs) <laughs> and the fear was gone and the, the resistance wasn't even really a fear. We're just so many details that you have to take care of, right? Well, I'm a team that does that. I don't have to deal with any of it, <laughs> you know? So it's really cool as you go on your journey, what was so scary becomes, oh, that's just normal. I'm but you okay. have to take those steps through your journey, just like you getting from Australia to Israel. Really? You know, I mean, just to say that is such a huge, huge deal. But yeah. for you, as you look back, it was just, eh, it was normal. Yeah. It's just what you did. And I think, you know, especially as we get into a society where everything becomes a lot more fast paced, you know, as we get older and older, it kind of feels like we have to keep running faster and faster at the beginning, you know. We take years of our life as kids to learn to walk, to run, to speak, to play, to, you know, all these things. And then we're at school learning the basics for another decade, you know, plus. And then if we go to, you know, university or do some studies after, that's another couple of years. But then somehow it kind of is like, all right, well, I'm starting this job. I want to be successful in a couple months. And, you know, I've got to do everything 
until midnight every night. I wake up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. so that I can go and, and this is my life now and I've got to do everything and just be successful ASAP. And we've somehow kind of lost that that idea of it's okay to, to progress and learn and and come into ourselves in a, in a new job or into ourselves in a in our own job as you know in our own businesses um learning the ropes seeing what works seeing what doesn't work um trying new things out like i know when i i had a small business um during covid for two years and i was importing um eco-friendly products and uh there was there was a time where i was like all right i'm gonna try this for a week and then see how that goes and then you know it, t- it took a a little time I was like what am I doing trying this for a week like what kind of information am I getting from trying this for a week like people try this you know for for months before they get real feedback and before like this is a process and this is a process that we also want to build a good foundation a good base because especially being our own bosses and and having our you know our own businesses and being entrepreneurs this is a part of our life this is probably going to be the biggest part of our life as far as times can, can is concerned but it's also just a really special part of our life that we want to nurture it becomes our baby it becomes our you know our our thing that we get to watch grow and to take time with it and to you know be be okay with the the progression and the and it, and it taking a bit of time and learning and enjoy that process enjoy the ride and you touched on something as a as an energy worker. It's very important to remember the impact stress has on our body physically. And if we're placing all this time stress on ourselves, time is a, is a made up construct, right? Other than the sun rotating around the earth, we decide what hours on the clock are going to dictate which parts of our life. And if you're doing five in the morning until midnight, what stress is that putting on your body? What physical symptoms are going to show up now that are going to create even more stress that you're going to have to work through or around? And so we can become our own worst enemy just unknowingly with the effects of the internal stress that we're creating that if we worked 10 hours instead of 15 hours. And there's all these studies that have been done that after a certain amount of time, you lose productivity with the brain fatigue, right? Yeah. I mean, all the studies now are saying you work for 25 minutes, you take a five-minute break, totally disengage your brain from what you were doing, then you can come back and work another 25 minutes. But you need to take that pattern interrupt to allow your brain to absorb, to reset, to calm down, right? Otherwise, the stress builds and the more tension that's in, in internally, you lose productivity. So yes, you're putting in a lot of hours, but you could have done the same in less amount of time had you been more aware of the physical, emotional, or mental impact on your physiology, right? On on. Totally. The- on the physical parts of the human being, the human person that you are. You're sitting inside this thing that 
that has to function a certain way. And when you overtax it, you know, there are ramifications. And even and even just, just knowing that and, and, you know, being more aware of, you know, so, so often people are like, I've, I've got to work late at night to get things done. It's like, but you won't get them done if you're not in a place to do them. You just get, lose some hours of your sleep, lose the hours of your life. You'll get frustrated that you haven't done it properly. Probably wake up the next day and have to redo some of it because it wasn't done properly. It 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 doesn't you know it doesn't make sense to to work like that. That is as least productive as possible in a world where we seem to be running around like headless chickens, trying to be as productive as possible. Let's learn how to do this smart, not you know crazy. And you take time away from your actual life, right? If you've got a family, what's it doing to them? What are those ramifications? If you have a a group of people that you like to do sports with or like to go out to dinner with or like to socialize with, whatever it is, the tension bleeds over. I, I talk about, with some of my clients, I talk about things like fractal patterns. What happens in this part of your life if you look, it's also happening here and here and here. The decision you make about how you're going to live your life bleeds over into your family. It bleeds over into your financial decisions. It bleeds over into your business decisions. That belief system is somewhere in your body, and it's affecting every choice you make. Totally, I love that. That's the that's the ripple that I you know uh, that I say, and I love that idea of the fractal patterns because it really is. It, ripples out its fractals you see it you know happening in different aspects of your life and uh, one thing that i work on with with clients is having a bigger picture or you know if they say i um, need to work on my business okay okay that's great let's look at your life how is your relationship with your family how's your relationship with your kids how's your relationship how you know what hobbies do you do how much sleep do you get? And they're like, you know, but I want to work on my business. Yeah, but if you don't have a relationship with your your spouse, then how are you going to be okay at business? At your, you know, in your job, you're just there's there's no unity. There's no, um, I'm lacking the word right now. There's no um, congruency with that. And I love that idea of the the fractals because it really is that you want to see a beautiful picture here. You've got to have the same beautiful picture over here and over here. Yeah, it's um, with clients, a lot of times they're not even aware of where they are. So getting them in touch with where they are with the different parts of their lives because they think they want this, but they're not even really sure of that. So they have to become aware of where they are to figure out how to get to where they want to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and then because some of them, it's very interesting to me that some of them who dip their toe into the personal growth and then they make assumptions of based on what they hear. And so with the law of attraction, well, you decide what you want, but you don't get tight on how you get there. So they're afraid to even say specifically what they want, even though they don't have a clue what they want, right? And so I have to go back to, okay, so when you call to order a pizza, you just say, send me a pizza to my house. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to ask you questions. What do you want? And so you have to get clear on what do you want? Where are you now? What do you want? How do you get? How many different ingredients do you want on your pizza? Do you want thick crust? Do you like the thin crust? I mean, there's so many parts to this, but it's almost like you have to give clients sometimes permission to get clear on what they want. You ever find that? Yeah, 100%. I love that that example you gave. That I use a, a similar example that often people will say all the things they don't want. Exactly. But they, they won't. And it'll be like, okay, but what do you want? You know, you, you go into a, a supermarket, you go into a Walmart or whatever, and you don't go in there with a, a list of all the things you don't want, you know? <laughs> all right. I don't want that. I don't want this. I don't want that. It's like, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to do anything. You're going to come out. You're going to be confused. You know, it's going to be a terrible experience. Um, and so it's, it's, it really is nailing down on, well, what do you want? And I think that is so critical, especially for, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, because when we make goals for ourselves, when we, we set up uh, specific things, we don't set up goals of things that we don't want to happen. We set up things of how we want, what we do want to happen, what we are aiming for. And then we work backwards of, okay, how are we going to get there? What are we going to do? It, and without knowing exactly what we want, how are we going to find a roadmap of, of you know, getting there? Like having a, a house, putting in the GPS and the GPS asks, well, where are you going? It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, don't want to go to those people's houses. I want to, you know, oh, I, I want to go to this house. Well, this is how we get there. Okay, you know. First, in, in the U.S., we call them states and then cities. So you plug in the state you want, you know. So now at least, you know, it's within this area. So the city, well, okay, it's still this big. Where do you want to go in the city? Well, this street, but still the street is, you know, 10 miles long. <laughs> so where do you want to go within the street? So you really have to narrow down till you get really clear on what do I want? What is okay for me? What is my target? Right? And then you take steps to get you closer and closer and closer to your target. And maybe there's obstacles that come up. That happens a lot, right? In anything you attempt, there's always a a big stone in front of you or a tree that grew up that you weren't expecting that you have to go around the tree, right? Yeah. So you keep your eye on the prize, but you may have to do course corrections along the way. In the GPS terms, it's a detour, right? (laughs) Totally. And and I think it's, you know, it's, it's really important to acknowledge not only that there may be obstacles along the way, but there will be obstacles along the way. So when those obstacles come, you're not like, this is so unexpected. I don't know what to do. What, like, what? I don't know. You know, I'm stuck. But there will be obstacles along the way. There will be things that don't go to plan. There will be these things that, that come up out of nowhere. But that, you know, that's part of the fun of it. Oh, that's, you know, unexpected. We've got traffic here. Let's move around. Okay, they've closed this, this road up. Let's find another way around. It's not, okay, they've closed this road up. I guess we're going home. You know, you <laughs> no one ever just, yeah, there's, there's a detour. Nah, let's go home. <laughs> well, it, it probably does happen to some people just like that because they didn't want to go there in the first place. Yeah. 
you know? Um, and I think that shows up in any, I'm trying to think of where it wouldn't apply. I was going to say, I think it shows up in pretty much any business you attempt. I even work with what I call younger healers, people who are new in the energy world and they're not all that confident in their skills even though they've got the tools, they've taken the training, they've got certifications in maybe even multiple modalities. But when they're working with clients, they want to be perfect. And they want everything to show up as soon as they start talking to someone or as soon as they start working on someone. So I, I work with people in a group that I call confident healers. Right? And I think you do the sort of something similar. Don't you work with newer healers? Yeah, yeah. So I, I work also with with new holistic healers, and I think also for pro- possibly you know a similar reason of of just as healers, we we love to help people, we love to make an impact, and uh, for me, the, the the biggest way that I can make an impact on people is to make an impact on people who make an impact. You know, and and that comes back to this ripple effect, and so I think often with holistic healers, they like you said, they have the the education, the skills. They've done a course here or there, whatever. But when it comes to actually either the business side of things, or it comes to putting themselves out, or am I good enough? I've just done one Reiki course. You know, is that going to be enough to help this person? That there's a lot of fears and a lot of, you know, lack of confidence in, in their abilities that show up, which is very normal, but it's something that needs to get pushed past in order to get, you know, everyone starts there. This isn't something that's new for, you know, everyone at some point was new. Everyone at some point had only done one course. Uh, everyone at some point had had their first client. And... Uh, it's just a matter of realizing that it's a process and it's a progression and it's exciting. And, you know, rather than it's this scary thing that I don't know what I'm doing, like it's exciting that you are someone who is in this profession because you want to help someone. You are someone who is, you know, really loving and passionate and and has this this warmth about you. Like that in itself can be felt by clients and on top of that you've got a, a course or a skill or a you know whatever else it is but i think reconnecting into into the like unique experiences that we all have something to give we all have something unique and the experiences that we've had are all unique to us and that in itself makes our sessions unique and beautiful in their own way and I think touching in with that is is really powerful. Also, people are all at different parts of their own journey. And so maybe they don't need the most experienced, the most expensive, the most bright, shiny object out there. Maybe what they need is someone who is learning, who is exploring what they're going through. Right? So there is always the client that needs you, right? And then as you work with that client, you learn more, 
you have more experience now in whatever issue came up or how to or how you're connecting with that person or how you're languaging things with that person. It's all a growth journey, right? I have a um, client I was working with yesterday and she has multiple books that are just sitting there that she's never published. And I'm like, she says, yeah, but looking back on them, I probably need to change this and this and this. And I'm like, no, you really don't. (laughs) Because just because you've grown doesn't mean the audience they were written for have grown. So at that the point that you created that, there was somebody waiting for you to actually publish it so they could read it. So you don't need to be now publishing it above their head. You need to publish exactly the message you put in that book. Yeah. So you work from where you are. Yes, we strive for something more, more experience, more knowledge, more credentials, more whatever it is. Because I think energy workers in particular are, I'm going to say, very curious learners. We want to know everything about all all these possibilities. Yeah. There are a lot of modalities I'm not interested in for whatever reason. But three years from now, I might develop an interest in that modality because something may ping in my subconscious that says there's one thing in there that you could utilize for a client either now or in the future. And so I'll explore that. That's like this podcasting thing. I was taking podcasting courses two years ago. I mean, before I ever, I never wanted to do a podcast. I, I was guesting on podcasts, but I didn't want to host one. But it was a bonus. It was a free bonus for something, right? You mentioned um, when when you were talking earlier, we are healers who help healers. Well, there's a guy named Christian Michelson who is a coach who coaches coaches. Yeah. You know, in every field, there are people who who target the people who are less experienced who can benefit from what we do. Um, professors, yeah. So you can call them mentors, you can call them whatever, but there are people are at different parts of their journey and they need different things at different different times. Yeah, 100%. And so it's saying that, you know, a doctor will teach student doctors, uh, you know, teachers will teach teachers. It, it It's the progression. That's, you know, how, where we want to learn from, how we want, you know, there's always someone out there. And I think also... It's really important that you, you touched on before that there's always um, someone out there that is looking for you. There's always that that client out there with the sea of people and so many different people and whatever. There's always people that are looking for exactly what you offer. And I think what's also really important to acknowledge is that there's always people that aren't looking for you, but everyone has that. That's not That doesn't mean... Don't put yourself out there because what if people won't want you? People won't want you, and that happens for everyone. There's people that don't want to hear me. There's people that don't want to work with me. There's people that couldn't care less about what I have to do. But they're not who I'm looking for. There are people that, if I put myself out there, will be like, that is who I want to work with. And that is who we need to put ourselves out there for. That is who we are targeting. Not all the people that aren't interested in us, but for the people that are. 
And when we start out, I think we're all in that mode. I just want clients. I'll work with anybody on anything. (laughs) And then eventually you figure out what you like to work with and what you don't like to work with. And you get, you use more and more discernment to figure out this is my zone of genius. This is where, where my clients really get results, right? This is where I feel like I'm making a big difference somewhere right? Yes, I could work with everybody. Yes, I could go into the science of all this stuff. I've taken the courses. I, I, I That's not my mission. It's not where I want to live. It's not where I get juiced, right? Not totally. So it, but it is, for someone just starting out, they're like, oh no, I don't want to limit myself. I like working with guys and I like working with girls and I like working with businesses and I like working with people who don't have a business and I like working with moms and I like working with dads and I like working with, but where do you get the most joy? Yeah. Because that's what's going to keep you juiced when the, when the normal stressors come in, when the, you put too much pressure on yourself. That will give you the joy to keep moving past whatever obstacles that whatever trees show up that you have to go around, you know. Yes. And that and that might change during the journey, and that's fine as well. You know, it might yep. start out with working with one group of people, and a couple of years down the line, you don't feel that same connection, or you know, you've outdone yourself, or you you know, grown past that. That's fine, and so you move on to somewhere else that. That, that you're getting that that juice again, you're getting that passion again from. And that's totally fine. That doesn't mean you burnt out. That just means that you also change like everything else. And it also doesn't preclude you from working with someone with one of those issues that you used to focus on that you've now shifted your focus from, right? Sure. Um, I At one point in my energy work, I focused a lot on people with migraines. I don't do that anymore. I mean, I work with people with migraines, but that's not my focus, right? But if someone came up to you and said, I have a migraine, will you work with me? You wouldn't push them away. No, <laughs> but I've got those skills, right? Yeah. That's just not where I'm focusing my energy in my business right now, right? Yeah. Same thing with cancer. I, the, the people who are have this these cell growths in their body, do I work with people like that? Absolutely I do. Is that my focus? Not really. But you learn as you go and there are times when you feel, I'm going to use the word led, to work with someone even though that's not your current business focus. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You get to decide. That's one of the joys of being a an entrepreneur or small business owner the boss. You get to make all the decisions. That's the scary part, but it's also the good part, right? You decide who your clients are. You decide what you're going to charge. You decide how you're going to market or if you're going to market. You decide to do a podcast or not. <laughs> and and you also get all the, resort, the, the rewards of it, which is, you know, the, the fun of it. The fact that you're putting in the time and the effort into something that you are passionate about, that you can can watch grow and you can nurture and and then you can re- re- uh, reap all the rewards. And it's, you know, it's so much nicer than if you've just helped someone else grow their business and they're reaping their rewards and you're continuing on your, your day to day. This has been such a fun conversation. <laughs> it has. 
<laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on. So if people want to learn more about you, they just go to your website. Is that the best place? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. Um, first off, with as Ben Milston on Facebook, or you can go to my website, which is benmilston.com, www.benmilston.com. And uh, um, you can send me an email. You can you know, send me a message through Facebook. I'd love to get in touch. I'd love to chat. Um, just really passionate about speaking to people and meeting new people and helping. So, and you have some some tools on your website, I think, that people might be interested in. Yeah, I've got a I've got a tab in there on the website which has a couple of freebies in there, and I'll constantly be updating that. And uh, on my um, Facebook page. I have a Facebook group, which is Holistic Healers and our our Positive Impact Ripple. And so you can find me on Facebook and join. We've got, you know, a community um, that is building and growing. And, um, there, you know, there's some freebies there. There's there's just, you know, good good feeling people. And, you know, just try to make a, make a difference in people's lives, make a difference in our own lives. Cool. All the links will be down below so you don't have to... You don't have to stress out. Uh, what did he say? What did he say? No, just write down below. Just click on the link. So I want to thank you again for being here. Do you have any final words for our listeners? Um, I think if there was anything that I would like to really stress, uh, if there was something that you wanted to spend the time and, and effort and energy and, and money investing in, it's it's yourself. Because that will really make the biggest impact in your business. That will make the biggest impact in your success. It will make the biggest impact in your fulfillment and your happiness, in how you treat your clients, the impact you make on your client. It all starts with you. So if you invest in yourself in, in you know, building up your own uh self-confidence and and mindset and whatever, then everything else will flow from that. And I think we'll leave it right there. Thank you so much again for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, and thank you to our listeners. Um, We'll see you again next week with a new episode. This is Jean Border, your host for the the Focus Practical Dreamers Journey podcast. Thanks so much, everyone. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.